All right, it looks like we are ready to rock right here. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to the show, The Xbox Roundtable. This is episode number 163, your place for Xbox talk and more from around the game world. This is your host, Invader. And boy, oh boy, over the past couple of weeks, we've had a lot of stuff happening. All right, we had Cyberpunk 2077 release. There's lots of chatter going on about it right now. Uh, we also had, from a couple of weeks ago, the Game Awards, which brought with it quite a few announcements for Xbox. We will definitely cover all the excitement there. As well, 343 Industries released a massive update regarding Halo Infinite, the progress going on there, bringing you details on development, and a new release window. How exciting. But before we get into all that news, let me introduce everyone on the panel tonight, and I will start with Jeremy. Hey, what is up, Cyber Downer? The Canadian. What's going on, buddy? How was your week? Uh, well, uh, the American. I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good, you know, <laughs> just, uh, you know, chilling, kicking back, you know, got uh, all my Christmas wrapping, you know, all the presents all wrapped up, all done, and uh, hey, I'm set, man, ready to go, and uh, yeah, I got some gaming in too, right? Uh, yeah, I, I, I did too, I had a chance <laughs> to play the uh, the Gears 5, uh, High Busters DLC. Mm-hmm. I have to say, uh, I'm pretty impressed with the Coalition's efforts. Um, I think the overall presentation of the game was great, so... Did the guys um, in the black vans with the Xbox logos come by your house again, man, and give you more Kool-Aid? <laughs> but you know the real the DLC really shows off what the team the coalition's capable of doing, uh, at least from like an artistic viewpoint. So I think they nailed it with like the visuals and just the overall um, production and the set pieces and everything from the lighting. Um, it was great. The DLC is great. We're really happy to see it. Right, right. Yeah, I need to check that out still. Uh, didn't really have time to jump into it, but I've heard a lot of good things about it from the presentation to the gameplay. And it gives you a nice chunk of, uh, well, of just Gears action and, you know, and some nice additional uh, campaign story there for the uh, Hive Busters. Uh, so, yeah, no, that's great. I could definitely, We definitely got to try that out sometime, fellas. Uh, moving on down the list, Eric Shockley, buddy. Hey, how have you been over the past week? Shock. <laughs> he doesn't realize he's on mute. He muted himself. As soon as I uh, you said my name, had to switch it. <laughs> All right, what's going on, brother? Oh, not much lately. Uh, I did jump on the high busters just to see what everybody's talking about as far as the uh, visuals. Um, but yeah, that one looks pretty pretty sweet and i'm definitely uh, excited to see where they go with it. hopefully maybe they'll do a new ip in between this and gear six who knows um but that was really cool to see them kind of flush out and do like you know something you know i guess sort of different you know from nothing really attached to the the original characters um and i've been playing some cyberpunk it's been pretty smooth i haven't had any issues on the series x as far as like game crashing or anything like that um, the only thing that I found that was kind of weird is like your <laughs> your character's uh, chest size might shape shift if you uh, go bigger in that area. If you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I noticed that it's like 
wait, I change, I change out my uh, armor, and it's like, oh, it's you decided to you asked us if you want, you know, depending on like the size of your character, like whatever bus size, and then it like shape shifts because it they haven't, I don't know, programmed it to if you put clothes on that they're actually going to be like that size underneath. <laughs> I just thought that was weird. It's like. I get it, but then when it's you see it like shape shifting in the menus, it's like okay, that's kind of weird. <laughs> Can I just go back and just <laughs> change my character? <laughs> but, right, right. Well, I mean, it yeah. can't be uh, as bad as you know. I've been seeing uh, some character models and their uh, you know their digital dong is hanging out of their pants. So <laughs> yeah. I had that, except I think the yeah, that's probably what it was because I I chose you know a big bus size. And the nipples were sticking out of the shirt. So they didn't program it right. So it's like, so then when you do, it did stop doing that. But then it, now it's like, it just shaped shift down to a smaller size to get it to fit. <laughs> I don't know what they did, but they definitely have some uh, bugs to program out of there in the next, uh, next few patches. Yeah. Yeah. I got to, you know, work on them nipple physics. Right. But, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, moving on down the list here, we got Centurion, 50 Cent. How's the game been? Oh, man. What is up, all my friends and fam? How's everybody doing? Eh, doing all right, Yeah, bud. I know, right? It's, ah, it's been good, though. Gaming. Um, looks like the community is active and speaking out about all sorts of stuff. Um, definitely cyberpunk being the number one subject. Um, oh my God, could we have seen this coming, uh, to actually hear cyberpunk mentioned in the same conversations as games like Anthem and fallout 76. It's definitely, uh, been an interesting week, uh, but definitely, uh, ready to talk about some games, especially, uh, if I'm right, I'm trying to remember it all blends together. Didn't we miss last Sunday? Yes, uh, thanks for uh, reminding us. <laughs> no, well, I'm well. Th thanks for reminding us. Well, I've got two weeks of excitement now. Right, right. Yeah, fellas, we're playing a little bit of catch up here. Obviously, uh, thankfully, there hasn't been as many big announcements uh, the past week as the previous one, so we can cover what we missed last week. Plus, you know, fit in some of the uh, juice juicier discussions with uh, cyberpunk going on at the moment, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. We missed last week, but we will certainly make up for it. And we got, uh, you know, we got some good stuff going on for this show. Uh, just checking out the chat here. We got Mr. Boom Boom Kaboom here. Noof Nukem. Hey, buddy. Silk Slayer. Uh, Mike from Next Level Gaming. Pike on Fusion. Pong Soul. Lots of really good people in the chat so far. Guys, remember to tweet this out and uh, let everybody know that the show is live. I'll be doing that in a moment. Uh, Tim Dog and Megatron are going to be a little later, so expect them to uh, come in through the back door at any moment. And of course, before we get into the news, a reminder that courtesy of Megatron, we are going to be giving away a digital Xbox copy of Cyberpunk 2077 during the show. It's a uh, code for the US, so keep your eyes peeled in the chat as we'll be dropping the code, well... At any point, really, it's basically whenever I feel like it. So <laughs> all you guys in the chat and whoever's listening in, watching in, definitely keep your eyes peeled for that one. Yeah, Infinite, I know you're only here for the giveaways. Haha, <laughs> nice one, buddy. <laughs> Good thing I know that you're uh, you're always here every Sunday. 
Okay, fellas. Well, on that note, let's move into our first topic of the night. And of course, everybody knows what it is. Finally, after numerous delays, Cyberpunk 2077 has released. It released the week before to the masses. And there's been a lot of talk about it. Both good. Well, both the good and the bad, really. And honestly... I'd love to hear everyone's thoughts on the panel, everybody here who has played it so far. Mm -hmm. Admittedly, I haven't gotten to it just yet, but I will be, I promise. I definitely want to uh, play this sucker. Uh, I'll start with Jeremy. Hey, buddy, how uh, how have uh, your impressions been of it so far? I mean, my pre my impressions have been great, but I think the Invader, there's really a tale of two tapes on, uh, you know, the opinions or uh, whatnot with Cyberpunk. People who are currently playing, uh, you know, like on the high-end PC, those who are playing on an Xbox Series X, and even the ones that are playing on uh, the, just the regular One X, um, and then there's everybody else. Uh, I've played the game on three platforms. Uh, again, high-end PC, a Series X, and I've even dabbled in the, uh, in the, on the OG Xbox One, which, again, it plays like mud. <laughs> <laughs> the OG Xbox. <laughs> um, but those who are playing on a base Xbox or even a base PS4 uh, had a different experience. I haven't played the updated versions of that, but they've had a different experience than those who are playing on a PC or even a Series X. So, um, you know, no doubt that CD Projekt Red will work those things out. But um, I've played the game now over 30 hours probably the most out of anybody here by far. Um, I can say even with all the bugs that I've experienced, which is a lot of bugs, you know, right off the bat, uh, and some of the game uh, issues that take you out of that experience, I could honestly say that Cyberpunk is still one of the best games ever made. Um, and you've seen it on two, two sides of the coin. You've seen people... Uh, rate the game really high. Those who really got into it, uh, those people who played it, um, you they've said the same thing that I'm saying right now. And then you have the other side of the coin. But, you know, everything from the varied quests that you go on, uh, the characters that you meet, the, just the sheer amount of depth uh, from the gameplay. Uh, I, mean, sh I mean, the weaponry you get in the game, the RPG elements... Uh, the per I mean, I can go on about the perks and the things that you can actually do and see in the game is absolutely amazing. And it's never been done on a scale such as this CD Projekt Red. Nobody, not even, uh, you know, um, uh, take two and um, the team at Rockstar. Nobody's done this on this type of scale. The game is that good. Um you know, which is why you have people on one side of the fence saying, you know, it's one of the best games ever made. It's a technical marvel if you're playing on uh, all the high-end PC with all the ray tracing bells and whistles. And then you're you're playing uh, like I played with the original OG uh, Xbox, which is absolutely horrible. You know, I don't, I don't suggest you play that. I think uh, the CD, you know, I think CD Projekt Red, uh, their team in general was way in over their head creating the world of cyberpunk. I don't think they're well, the game is so massive invader that, and there's so much that goes on inside that world 
that I don't even think, I don't care what development team you threw at it, they were going to have major issues. So um, this is not an excuse, you know, for all the bad things that the game brought. Uh, but I do think the whole holding the footage for the base consoles was blown out of proportion because, um, you know, stuff like this has been going on forever. I don't know if you remember. There's a lot of games that they hold uh, until the release date because they don't want reviewers, um, you know, to, to trash the game a week or two, even three weeks ahead of the game because nobody would buy it. You know, I don't think this was the case. Um, but you know, there's all, there was also the PS4 footage, uh, that leaked weeks before the launch. So, you know, to me, there's no difference in Vader between games like Sea of Thieves, the way it, it launched. I mean, you don't know the abomination it launched in. It was in bad shape. It was almost like a, uh, you know, it was a, it was a beta. It launched as a beta. It really did. Games like Rainbow Six Siege, uh, you guys remember that. I can go as far as Battlefield 4. And uh, you, I mean, you remember Battlefield 4. I mean, I mean, it hasn't been that long where it was being patched. That particular game was being patched a year later. You got the Master Chief Collection. The multiplayer didn't work for six months. I mean, I can go on Assassin's Creed Unity and all the, all the problems that it had. Uh, what about... Uh, what's the other mm-hmm. game? Uh, Bar- Batman. Yeah, Batman Arkham Knight on the PC. Yeah. You know, Warner Brothers pulled that game from the retail for, and it didn't re-release until four months later. I don't know if you guys remember that. I do. That was pretty bad. So, so these class action lawsuits, you know, they're kind of laughable in my opinion. Yeah, it has to do more on the um shareholder in uh but they're still laughable in my opinion um cyberpunk has a lot more going for it than the games i just mentioned you know so i think a lot more to be honest and i think the game's going to recover from this uh, and so will cd project red there's still tons of people playing this game in beater mm-hmm. uh tons of people who are really really enjoying it uh, because it is it is a great game, you know. It just um, so that's my take on it. I think you know. I think they did a. It's one of the best games ever made, just from top to bottom. Um, and that's my opinion. You know, people have different opinions. Um, yeah, you want the bugs out, but again, what they've created and what they what they're able to accomplish, just the sheer magnitude of the game, its verticality, you know, the places that you can go to, the things that you see, the things that you can do. I mean, it's it's absolutely mind-blowing. I mean, it not even Fallout, which is a huge game, not even Sky, not even the biggest games like Red Dead Redemption have even come close to what cyberpunk brings to the table just in terms of just everything that's going on in the world. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just think, you know, they're, they're still in good shape. I mean, but you, you do have the other side of the corn where the game, the game's just absolutely being trashed, you know? So mm-hmm. now yeah. I have to ask because there are some comments being made in the chat that are worth noting. Like, I mean, obviously this game was in development for quite some time, and 
I realize that it's hard, mm. you know, a games of these magnitude, it's hard to get everything. Mm. And I am willing to give them slack in certain areas. I mean, people often say that Bethesda games often have a, a charm to them, <laughs> bugs, yeah. right? And okay, fine. But you have a situation where, again, this is the beginning yeah. of a new console generation. Mm -hmm. This game, while, I mean, obviously it's, from the for the most part, seems to be working pretty well on PCs. You have a situation where you have over a hundred million PlayStation Fours, presumably. I'll I'll just say sixty million Xbox One consoles. The majority of console sales, well, as of this moment, is gonna be on well, again, previous gen consoles, and for for this game to launch in the condition that it is on those consoles like there's a lot of mixed opinions yeah. regarding this and game and that's why they're giving away you. refunds yeah i hear you and they, they don't get a pass but at the same time i give them a pass because uh, i've never seen the game is literally a living breathing world and there's nothing it, again nothing has been done on the scale of this magnitude as far as i mean the people walking in the streets just i mean just everything everything that you can see everything that you can do all all the physics tied into that world just everything that uh, it's just it's a mess it's an absolute mm. mess so imagine programming for that and that's where I, they get the pass from me you know it's never been done uh, on this scale they they'll be known as the first in terms of uh, what's been done on this on this type of level, uh, and they're going to recover for it. They're going to they're going to ask a question. Yeah, go ahead. Let's just drop the game. Let's talk about um, how they handled the cover up of the review of the console versions of the game. Yeah, you know what? Whether that you think is the so, I yeah, could what, say, you know I could say broken game. You know I can pass yeah. on broken game all day long. Yeah. I understand. You know things happen. And that's why I just stand by. I I feel like. They yeah. kind of let their their fame kind of basically hin basically make them make some decisions that did didn't work out for them. I think it was more magnified yeah. because of it, but I'm telling you, Centurion, uh, this has been going on forever. You know, as far as people covering up their messes, you know, they'll hold uh, reviews, they'll hold, uh, you know, well, just. I guess the one argument can be made, which is where I heard one YouTuber come out and say that technically the games of Anthem and Fallout 76 were completely worse than Cyberpunk 2077. But because of the fact that they had betas and they were completely transparent on the issues that were going to occur in those games, they basically feel like uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is in a in a much different negative position because it is uh, it, 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 they even said the leaks came out yeah. from the developers that they didn't agree with the executives yeah. holding back console reviews until after the game's street date. Yeah. You know, I've seen it with Assassin's Creed unity, you know, the same thing happened in that debacle. Uh, I remember it vividly, actually. Um, I would say, it's more magnified because this game has been so hyped and just everybody wanted it. Everybody wanted to play. Well, it. I think they're the whipping post, honestly, because, oh, yeah. because of Anthem fallout 76, other games like that. I really do feel that um, we've got a situation where 
you know, let's just be upfront. We're about to hit the one year mark here in the next few months on basically this pandemic, at least here in the States. Mm. There is some people out there that have actually literally been cooped up in their home for almost a year now. And I mean, there is definitely some frustrations out there. And I really feel like CD Projekt Red is being treated extremely harshly uh, just because of just how frustrated people are getting with the situation and just the situation of uh, some of these games that have come out this generation that have, I guess, that people held CD Projekt Red in such a very high yeah. standard that oh, yeah. when this game came out in the, in the condition that it did, people lost their minds. Yep. I've never seen it in this way, though. Where I've never seen a game delisted. Yeah, I've I know. Seen people high, you know, hide like reviews and like reviews come out after the release, but I've never seen them let the reviews of a small, the smallest base who have actually that they're going to, well, one of the smaller bases that they're going to collect uh, profit from come out at like 90s and we're going to hide like the biggest base being like PlayStation 4 and we're going to hide that and make everybody think the game's perfect. Because it's playing well on PC, but then it's going to be a complete dumpster fire on the and it is on the base like well even PS4. on even on PC. Um, if you reviewed the game, you had to use uh, a PC copy. If you're not using an SSD, and you had to use pre render They gave trash. you pre rendered footage, if I'm right. If you're using a hard drive disc, it's the the textures do, don't load in. I have a i7 9 uh, 1070 uh, GTX, and I have a hard drive. And instead of uh, instead of a SSD, and I was like, "Well, the game looks better, but the textures don't load load in, so it looks better than my Series X in some areas because it has the PC. You know, it's not held by held back by waiting on the next gen patch yet, uh, but the textures don't load in, so it's like unplayable." I wonder if, if that would be it. fixed if like people went out and actually bought like a a cheap SSD and put the game on it and hooked it up to their well, like the OG problem. Xbox you one. On the, you see that on the regular and it's not like the old gears one where it take like a couple seconds. Like it's sometimes they just don't come in. <laughs> I'm like, did anybody, and this is at the beginning of the game. I'm not very far just in that first like gun chase in the car. I'm like, yeah. uh, I've really? only had one so, glitch. <laughs> I've only had one glitch in my time playing it, and now that's on the Series X. And it was I couldn't tag enemies in the in the tutorial where they teach you to tag enemies. I actually had to reload my game into the into the previous tutorial mission and actually redo that mission and reload back into the stealth mission, and then I was allowed to start tagging enemies. That's the only glitch that I ran into. Mm-hmm. Now. I mean, obviously, Jeremy's really enjoying the game. Uh, Shockley, obviously, you've, you've, you're pretty early on, but so far, are you enjoying it? Yeah, the game's pretty cool. Like, I'm definitely going to keep playing it. Some, I know some people are going to wait, but the game looks really good on the system. So, hmm. like, it doesn't look bad at all. So, I'm, you know, it's going to look phenomenal when, once they ever, you know, put in that patch. Um, I stuck with the Series X because I was like, well, I can't stick with the PC version because the textures don't load and I'm not about to go get an SSD right this second for my PC. So it's like, that's unplayable. <laughs> right, right, all right. And... Yeah, so I, I, I bought a PC that has the built-in SSD already in it. And yeah, he, Shockley's right. I mean, it just it don't load up because I played on the OG Xbox. Unfortunately, that, GOG's not giving me any uh, refund 
they're like they just keep sending me emails oh you want uh confirm if you want store credit i'm like no i don't want store credit you have a 30-day return policy <laughs> that's why i bought it to test it out but i was like well shit. you're trying to you're return what i just bought you're trying to get a oh, credit I bought for it on i bought it on gog on uh instead of steam you if you buy games on gog you there's no drm so you can just install the game okay um i'm trying to i think people are trying to are having trouble getting their refund through steam too whereas like xbox and playstation are now doing just full refunds which is weird usually it's the other way around (laughs) (laughs) now one thing i've actually kind of thought in my head uh because of xbox and playstation when this first started coming out with this whole refund policy we were actually seeing a major difference i'm sorry you guys can go look into it i'm talking to people that want to think that i'm crazy um the difference in the policies the return policies between playstation and xbox were so big that xbox consumers were having an easier time getting refunds than on playstation because of just how airtight the return policy is on playstation which is why i think playstation just basically kind of did the blanket thing of pulling it down and issuing refunds across the board because they had to make a special policy for it because they don't do refunds downloaded a game even if you never played it you don't get refunds unless it's like some faulty product i'm curious now in the long run is because of this situation are we now going to have uh companies like uh we'll just use xbox and playstation especially playstation actually putting in clauses or fine print now to deal with situations like this well yeah absolutely everybody protects this is honestly the first time i've ever seen like a mass refund campaign for a for a digital game even in best buy they're refunding physical open copies. Yeah, it's um they probably got GameStop knocking on the door. Hey, do you guys need those? <laughs> you know, it'll be curious to see these returns too. Uh I'm not sold on you know, there I'm not sold on just the masses just coming in to return this game because it is it's still a great game. You know, so I think people are holding on to it until um you know, maybe it gets patched up a little better, but even the hot patches did wonders for it. I mean, not it didn't take care of obviously all the problems, but there's been I think a total of three hot. Wait, was it three, four, four? I think four or five hot patches that came out. Um, that you know, it'd just be curious to see exactly who's returning this game, and I don't think it's I don't think it's as much as people think, to be honest. Well, I I wish I could say that, Jeremy, but I mean, I've just had regular guys that I bumped into at the locker room at my work, and they're like, yeah, you know, I, I bought Cyberpunk day one, and uh, I opened the the packaging, but like, after all the stuff that they're hearing, they, I literally had a guy tell me this past weekend that he's returning it until they work out uh, all the problems. Like, people are literally fearful of playing this game right now in the in the, the state that it's in yeah, if you if you don't have an ssd don't play it like like mine's again the pc version and it has a high you know but it's a it's a hard drive you know as fast as it could be but i'm like <laughs> i can't play this and it's not some old 2013 this is a newer pc from just a couple of years ago you know mm-hmm. I, who knows what the og vcr you know og xbox 
you know, the speed of that hard drive. I don't know. See, but, you know, like, <laughs> let's take what having Shockley's no textures is just not playable. Let's take well, the, like what Shockley's talking about, like as a glass half full situation on how, you know, everybody's over here always kind of beating the drum of, you know, graphics, 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 graphics. We want these like eye melting graphics. And now we're actually seeing the benefits of um, actually starting to bring console gaming into the PC realm and using technology like these NVMe SSDs because of the fact that games are now becoming so complex that if we don't start dealing with the data exchange rates between the hard drive and the other components in the system, you're going to run into a lot of situations like Cyberpunk. And I totally, I totally agree, uh, totally agree with that because again, I, I do think that cyberpunk is way still way ahead of its time, even to this day. I mean, you see high end PCs, and it pushes these these computers, these monsters, to the limit. That's how massive this game is. So you can imagine some of these base consoles, you know, trying to keep up. Mm-hmm. Now, I can just imagine the phone call that Microsoft had with CD Projekt Red. I mean, they have the marketing rights to this game. Uh, I, I would imagine that they would be pretty disappointed with the situation brewing right now. This uh, isn't isn't too good. I feel like that's part of the reason why Sony came out first and started issuing refunds and taking it down after, oh, this is the product that we don't want this product on our thing. And I, I think they're going to try to ride that wave that this is a, a an Xbox marketed product, even though it's technically third party. Mm hmm. Right. I am glad I kept the uh, Gears 5 special edition and not the uh, Cyberpunk. For the Xbox One X now. <laughs> oh, dude, you know what? I have to agree. I kind of kicked myself in the... Oh, man, I bought this Gears 5 one. I'd rather have the Cyberpunk. I'm like, damn. I'm, whew, I kind of scored on that. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember some people were saying, oh, yeah, it's uh, back in stock on Amazon. And I, at first, I was like, oh, sweet. You know, because it's a pretty cool collector's edition. But then I'm like, mm, you know what? I'll <laughs> hard pass right now. Hard pass. But, yeah, again, a lot of uh, mixed reactions going on with this game. At the same time, though, guys, like, I think it will turn out to be a a very good game once we get all the uh, the patches through. It's, just, it's a shame that uh, we are seeing this. It's, you know, probably the most, one of the most an anticipated games of the generation, unfortunately. Uh, CD Projekt Red's stocks have also dropped massively oh, too dude, because of I this. I didn't even want to bring that up. Um, twenty-two percent, a loss of. I think I'm quoting this right. Uh, one point eight billion, which I mean, yeah, you know that. That's they wanted that Christmas good. money. Yeah, it cost them everything. <laughs> so they were yeah. selling. Uh, they were selling at the height of the <clears throat> the fame. They were selling around $30, $30 a share. Um, and last time I checked, they were selling around 16 to $18 a share, which means that, yes, they bombed about one-third of the company's value. Oof. That's, uh... And they could have just released in, like, spring and had everything ready to go. And, and I think that's why investors are freaking out. <clears throat> yeah, because you ain't... No, they're not, you're not fixing those Metacritic reviews that they hold so dearly. So for PlayStation and all that, they're going to stay red. <laughs> so I, I'm curious on 
I remember when they came out and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to stand behind our developers and we're going to make sure they get their bonuses. And then all of a sudden you see the losses and you're like, well, how do you issue bonuses on something like that? <laughs> uh, they still have a lot of. Uh... <laughs> they are, I'm just, I'm just saying they're still in good shape. <laughs> Oh, I know they're still in good shape. I'm just still saying that it's just like, you know, like you're you're handing out bonus checks at the office. And meanwhile, the headline reads, you know, you lost X amount of dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rough. But uh, I mean, guys, if they uh, if they continue to uh, you know tank here, I mean, they were they were pretty, pretty valuable before all I this. like like uh, what he's saying in the chat uh Kedron Hardy invest now actually that for real could you imagine if you invested in them right now and all of a sudden they brought it right back up to $30 a share pretty quickly well they're going to they're going to bring it back up I they mean will. The, the the next Witcher game is scheduled to release in what like 4 years 3 years um there's no doubt just that next gen patch yeah, that things like and it's all good and everybody's like, oh yeah, it's it's fully fixed now. Even yeah. the people that say they hate it or like hate like, you know, uh, I don't know, CD Projekt Red, they're still gonna come around, you know, if they if they you know deliver. Yeah, so they're right now. The current plan is they're gonna take the rest of the year off, which is obviously. And then they're gonna come out with a large patch in January, large patch in February. To fix the majority, of the, and I mean it's going to be a constant thing. Again, just the world, the sheer size of the game is just massive, so it's going to be an ongoing thing. Uh, we'll probably see the enhanced version on the new next gen consoles probably about March or April. I'm guessing, maybe even May when everything gets situated. Probably May now. Uh, I'm guessing. Um, but yeah, I mean it's going to be an ongoing thing. Again, January they're going to start working on it heavily in January, uh, and then on to February where there's they already announced that there's going to be two large pat two large patches coming out, massive patches. Mm -hmm. And there's also something that came out today about well investors being uh, really upset with CD Projekt Red. Uh, they're considering lawsuits lawsuits after uh, being possibly misled about the uh, state of the game at uh, launch you know some pretty serious claims here uh, according to s certain sources but uh, again I, I I like to be hopeful about things but man like CD Projekt Red is just getting dogged right now with all these uh, different things relating to the game I mean it just sh it should have been delayed guys like who was it that said, like, wasn't it, like, Miyamoto from Nintendo that, you know, it's better to uh, delay a game than to release it unfinished? Something along those lines? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I, something I think... about a bad game lasts forever when a, de a delayed game can be fixed? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there is some truth to that for sure. But I think, I think it was a, a situation where CD Projekt Red was in a catch-22. They were receiving a lot of pressure from its investors at the same time and uh i just think you know it, it was one of those things where people were gonna if they delayed it again it would have been <laughs> you guys knew how that was gonna go you know after delaying it what three or four times um, well, we're always talking delay how about mm -hmm. let's pop the real question if i can should they have just 
regretfully canceled the the last gen console version yeah and you know i was thinking i'm gonna think they i will say it right now they overreached with their ambitions of cyberpunk and i think that they thought maybe technology would be further ahead the than it is now and not realizing that they should have waited till next gen period to release the game and yeah i mean 100 you know, percent. where are they gonna make their money what's up everybody if they don't release it on current gen consoles oh, right? no, that, that's where they promise, no they right? should have canceled the last gen version of it a long long time ago because this game's been in development for what eight years it's too late yeah. now yeah <laughs> And Mega, like everybody knows, Megatron has been so excited for this game again. Welcome, uh, Megatron. Thanks for uh, coming in. Uh, Mega, you've been looking forward to this game, like, ever since I've I'm known a, you. <laughs> it's two big games that were coming out for 2020. It was Halo Master Chief for Collection. I mean, not Collection, uh, Infinite that, you know, was canceled. It, which was they, they delayed it, which was the best way to do things. And you had um, Cyberpunk 2077. And look what you got, you know. And um, I think Jeremy, you were just saying that they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have delayed it, or if they would have, it, it would have been the best move, right? You got lawsuits, people. No, no, I didn't. I didn't say they oh, should. Yeah, I said that they were in a catch twenty two position. They probably received a lot of. Oh, they were pressure. Microsoft's. They were Microsoft's Plan B. Yeah, because yeah, Infinite absolutely. got delayed. Yep. So I think it was just one of those deals. I'm upset, um, but I, I'm hopeful that they're going to fix the game. And okay, patch let me it. ask you. Let me ask you a question. Why would you be upset? You have a Series X, right? Mm-hmm. And the game is an excellent game. So why would you be upset? And I haven't played it. And I have not played the game. And you have not I, played it because I've decided to just wait because I don't like the bugs. Okay. Let me tell you something. I got caught up in you know when I get into I a game. Zero I, issues, I, yeah, I, I like I like getting the collector's edition. I like really just surrounding myself and hyping the game up. It just I just I'm that type of guy. When I'm into it, I'm all in. You know, whether it's gears, whether it's you know Fallout seventy six, and that's what stopped it for me was what my experience was with Fallout seventy six, mm. and then the alarm started going off. What they didn't wouldn't wouldn't release to uh, certain individuals when it came to reviewing the game. You couldn't use your own footage, um, and then they release. Con- the, their console version didn't they show footage of the Xbox One and yeah, PS4? Part, yeah. And it looked fine right there. And then how misleading is that when you finally get the thing home? Like it broke my heart again, just like Halo. Just like don't release the game unless it's finished. I don't want any bugs. I don't want to be misled. I'm investing into this game. We were hyping the hell out of this. You know, TXR was doing everybody was doing it. It was hmm. I, everyone was doing they capped the hell out of this game. And look what we got now lawsuits and 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 bugs and i don't want to accept bugs that's why i want to wait you know but a game again megatron on a game this scale you're gonna have bugs regardless yeah you're gonna let them make the game we're also dealing with that's that's what that's what they do let them make the game as big as they want to make it but don't push that on me and say that's the reason why that's fair like no, no i get that it is, all that is, we're also, de- we're also dealing out. with games I've for the first time ever that are going to have ray tracing in them and other that's stuff awesome. that's so awesome. there, there, there's a little bit of new tech involved so i do believe developers do deserve a little bit of flexibility because we all know that the developer kits they weren't able to play with them until june of this year so i really do feel yeah. the developers on both playstation xbox pc whatever they do deserve a little bit of flexibility when it yeah. comes to integrating new technology. Um, now the te- like the textures and I do think that they did drop the ball. This game was originally oh, yeah. supposed yeah. to come out 
on these original base co model consoles. And I really do feel that CD Projekt Red really reached very far and made some decisions that regretfully are going to about bite them in the ass. Yeah. I think it's great that they made I think those decisions. Fine though on Series X, though. Yeah. If you're playing on Series X, you should be, you should be good. I don't think it'll, it looks great. No, like I've it doesn't just... look bad like some of these bad like textures. It looks really great, mm. but you might have issues. But I've had zero so far. Mm. Well, I, bet... I don't give them a pass on using technology. I get it. I want them to. I want them to give me something I've never experienced before. I don't. It's a new IP. You got one chance to make a first impression. You're trying to establish yourself as a you know a company. CD Project Red's already got this great pedigree that you know Witcher. It's really is what they have, Witcher, and um, that was buggy. But I feel like they just they lied, bro. Like I just I can't look at it any other way. I'm disappointed, and I'm and I know they're going to fix the game eventually. I'm going to wait. I'm still supporting the game, but as of right now, I'm just kind of um, turned off by everything. All the so things, I, and like I said, I haven't played the game. But I've had friends that played the game on both consoles, both PlayStation and Xbox, PS4, Xbox One, Series X, PS5, and it's the same thing. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, as a consumer, settle for it. I'm not gonna do it. So if okay. I could at least uh, tell one story real quick, because we all, when we when we talk about Fallout, what's the best Fallout game in this room? Like if you guys all <laughs> part what's three, the, part well, three, well, well Fallout, Fallout New Vegas comes up in a lot of combos. Mm -hmm. There was actually a game breaking bug that came out when that that would that existed when it, when that game first came out. Mm -hmm. And it actually occurred when you get shot in the beginning of the game, you wake up to that old man basically where you kind of tell him your name and get the whole game set up. The glitch was where this guy's head would literally pop off the character and start like doing this weird stretching thing around the room and it would screw everything up, but because that is where you set your character up you couldn't play the game and the, like and this is during the 360 era when the idea of patching games was was actually new like the idea of hooking your console up to the internet and allowing a developer to kind of hot patch a game because there was a, a a game baking breaking bug that actually occurred in the game was something new mm -hmm. um but it's actually not talked about very often anymore and fallout 76 is actually i mean not 76 new vegas is re is revered as one of the best fallout games out there but it still had a game-breaking bug that did affect its launch, and it is under the rug now. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm pretty sure the dev team behind uh, Fallout 76 is enjoying this right now. So, oh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, if anything, um, 76. I think they were a little bit forthcoming when you know we they were they came out on stage and told her there's going to be no NPCs. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. They, it's not like they lied. Um, with Anthem, well, I'm with Anthem. I'm sorry, with I'm thinking the Anthem yeah. guys are probably kind of chuckling well, because they came out with this this beautiful E3 footage um, <laughs> with, with the Bioware rep, and then when we got, it was like, what happened? Exactly. <laughs> um, I do think uh, who who is the one that said that you know the games that were in beta get you know a little bit of pass when they came out with you know games like Sea of Thieves, Rainbow Six Siege. Battlefield 4, again, that Should game was... Jeremy, how game. the hell are you comparing Sea of Thieves to Cyberpunk? boiling behind the scenes like I'm kidding. I would have to, no, I would have to agree. You can um, absolutely... You can, damn good you can absolutely... You can absolutely compare the two in terms of 
the way they released, a lot of people felt cheated when Sea of Thieves came out. I could send you thousands. No, I'm, I'm exaggerating, yeah, obviously. Like, I could send you hundreds of articles saying how Microsoft cheated us, how we got a beta version of the game. I can do it, you know, and but, and yeah, and the only difference is the only difference the victim of what's going on with CD Project Red of people convincing themselves that okay, well the game's going to come out of beta. They obviously have to have more content. They're not just going to release Sea of Thieves like it is now, would they? And no. like and I remember like they were like there was even all these articles about how like there was all this content that was getting, that people have not seen that was going to come out with the actual retail launch of Sea of Thieves and that was not the case. Yep. And you remember the Master Chief collection when they, you couldn't even you couldn't yeah. even play the multiplayer for like an entire year. Yeah. And that's why we can't just, you know, sit here and crucify uh, CD Projekt Red because, again, a lot. No, well, hey, hear me out. Hear they me just, out. Hear me out, just, Megatron. They just made. They hold on. They just sat there and said, hey, we just made all our money back. Hear me out. Okay, I'm sorry. It just, it just, it hurts me, bro. Like, well, no, it's just going to be good. I, I, I totally, I, I 100% agree with you. I'm just stating that there's been all kinds of other devs this gen, devs and publishers who have made very similar mistakes. And I hope that again, like I want this game to be good. I think that it will be very good. Like hopefully, again with enough hot fixes and so on. I think that there's something there. But I, I again, I agree with you too that you know it's unacceptable that the state this game is in, um, especially on last gen consoles. You know, what the what's the deal with that? But you know, let's uh, ask about would this have gone better, especially if Microsoft because they had the marketing. What would happen if this game kind of launched in a game preview program? Because, like, I'm pretty sure there had to be some, you know, reservement from the developers about the stability of the game on the older generation of consoles. And I feel like the game preview program would have helped this game because they would have been able to re release it in a very limited capacity and actually see how it would react on an older generation console. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Like I said, they were getting a lot of pressure from investors, and I don't think that was the way to go. Uh, but who knows? I mean, maybe maybe it could have been beneficial for this title. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, too, like there's been other stuff going on recently, uh, not just be even because of Cyberpunk. Uh, a few days ago, too, uh, GOG, they had to... Uh, walk back a release of a, a horror game. Uh, it's called Devotion because it included something that was very critical of a, uh, well, the Chinese president, you know, had a little like picture of like Winnie the Pooh, I think, and some, uh, some stuff uh, written there and they pulled the game. So, you know, there's been a lot of backlash because of that. Yeah. People get killed in China. Yo, for that. <laughs> I'm yeah. laughing because I don't get it. Uh, you know, Winnie the Pooh and a Chinese president. So I'm trying to make, <laughs> I'm trying to understand what happened. Um, at least because he look, if you look at his face, he looks like Winnie the Pooh. Oh, and okay. as <laughs> a as and as a result, um, I guess the Chinese uh, president has issues with uh, all the caricatures that were from the creator of Winnie the Pooh. I guess at least with the article I read, I guess it has to do with. Um, I guess when you're around him, you don't pull out pictures of Winnie the Pooh. 
Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, I got a, I got a, I got a joke for you here. I'm looking at the Secret Lab Cyberpunk chair, and people in the comments are like, "Chair probably comes half complete." (laughs) Chair (laughs) probably more than the game. Well, again, guys, this like this is pretty bad for the image of the studio. Like, it's it's not going down very well. It, it, It is it is bad, but there's. Again, you have on the other side of the coin, you have people saying it's one of the best games ever made. I'm one of those people. I'm on that side of the fence. And yes, I've been playing on a high end PC and an Xbox Series X, but I've Mm. also seen the disaster and mud that is the OG Xbox version running at 480p. uh, And it looks like garbage. But are you sure it wasn't 480i? (laughs) <laughs> are you sure it was in, pixels or, inter- were they, or were they interlaced <laughs> was it integrated or progressed <laughs> um, um but how uh, about but, what do you think there's gonna on, be a lot of delays because of the situation from other game developers that are gonna get kind of freaked out no i don't i mean i don't think so i mean just uh, again this the game is just so so massive i can't i can't put it uh it, it is. It's just you know, so talking cr- to you crazy. on the phone, Jeremy. Like I get encouraged, despite everything. You know, I spoke to I spoke to One Hundred Eight Dragons. I spoke to you on the phone, and I, I what you're telling me is what I want to hear because, like I said before, yeah. I couldn't wait to look to play the game. I just don't no. want to deal with the bugs, man. And I'm kind of just well, just you, you know, in I, in these in these open world games, Megatron games like Skyrim. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, the Elder Scrolls series, Fallout. All these massive open world games where there's so many physics involved, mm-hmm. so much going on, you're going to have these bugs regardless. I, I've understand. seen some classics come out of Rockstar, yeah. out of freaking oh, yeah. Auto 5, dude. The, oh, the best yeah. one was where, uh, oh, the, 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 oh my God, the scummy looking uh, character out of the three of them was talking to the dude. Uh, and like for some reason, some NPC off the street kept boxing this dude and punching him down to the ground in the middle of the conversation. And it was like the NPC was not even doing it. Is that the conversation was being held as if it was totally normal? It was funny as hell yeah. to watch. But I I can say to people who haven't played the game yet that what's there, even in its most basic form, is more than what ninety eight percent of the games offer in today's market. You know, there is so much. I mean, as far as just the the uh, the stuff that you can do, the stuff that you can see, just the RPG elements, the conversations that you have with the characters in the game world, everything that works, works absolutely mind-blowing. It's probably one of the best experiences I've ever had. And you can see, I went away, Dragons could tell you the same thing, Megatron. I mean, I'm you've heard of, I've seen some of his posts, and he's having a blast with the game. He can't put it down. Who's and this? I'm one of those people. Who are you who are you referring to? Dragons. Oh, okay, yeah. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, it's just again, like I have seen all kinds of people like Jeremy who are very satisfied with the game that haven't experienced uh, a lot of the bugs. And then again, like there's been some people in the chat talking about it and of course like we've seen all over again social media blowing things up about the state of the game too. Again, guys, I, I'm not I'm not a big fan of that. You know, I'll definitely call them out on uh, the state of the game as it is. It's definitely unacceptable, and in my opinion, it should have been delayed a little further and address some things like the gameplay. But again, guys, we'll have to wait and see for that. The game is an absolute diamond in the rough, just like The Witcher Three. Agreed. 
right? But uh, definitely let us know your comments, you know, your thoughts in the uh, the chat. Let us know how you guys are uh, doing with the game so far, if you've purchased it. Um, I think on that note, guys, we will um, move on to some other news. But uh, yeah, again, I am really looking forward to playing Cyberpunk. It's just, you know, a shame of, you know, what's going on. But of course, guys, uh, last week we had the Game Awards. And besides the awards, there were a lot of surprising Xbox announcements. The biggest being Xbox Studio The Initiative revealing their first game. That being Perfect Dark. Now, the rumors turned out to be true, guys. Hey, we got Perfect Dark. Joanna Dark is back in action. And I'm really curious what the panel members' thoughts are on this one. I'll leave it open to anybody who wants to chime in first on this. Uh, what did you guys think of the Perfect Dark reveal? You know, we heard some detail. Uh, we heard some details, I believe, on the oh, obviously on the internet about Perfect Dark, um, and they were talking about how it's going to be episodic. And I don't know if that's true or not. Invader, have you heard that? I have heard about that, but um, I mean that was just more about rumors. We haven't heard anything official. Yeah, as far but, as I know, it's going to be a uh, your yeah. standard complete title. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know. I'm, I think it was a good showing for Xbox. I do think, uh, you know, the perfect dark stuff didn't catch me. I wasn't like, whoa, they're coming out. We already knew this game was in development for like two years already. But, um, you know, again, I think it was um, one of those situations where we did not get uh, next gen gameplay on these systems which was kind of disappointing. I mean, yeah, we had games like Flight Simulator, uh, which has been shown on PC already. Um, Warhammer, the 40K, looks pretty cool. Uh, they showed Dark Tide, which, you know, yeah. that's going to be a good game. Um, Arc 2, the announcement. I mean, yeah, it was just a, a, a video, but... Um, I think that being exclusive to Xbox, at least at the moment, uh, is a good thing because Arc was huge both on PC and Xbox. Um, you know, it, overall, it was a good night. I don't think it was a great night. I think it was a good night, uh, overshadowed by, uh, you know, The Last of Us 2 that dominated the awards. Mm. Um, you know, the Sony pretty much cleaned house on everything as expected but i think you know next coming years especially two years down the line you're going to see xbox uh at the forefront of some of these uh, awards for sure taking the th taking the throne away from sony <laughs> yeah i guess it was kind of dominated by the last of us uh however i mean for the player's choice award uh ghost of tsushima won handily for that one so it was nice to see uh ghost do well man they wanted to toss a bone to the real gaming fans <laughs> right right <laughs> like i'm sorry i don't know the, how or didn't win best art direction yeah i'm sorry right? but the, I, at this point regretfully it's a subject for another day but um, the like, I'm not saying that The Last of Us Two is not a decent game, but it won awards. It had no business winning, and it just goes to show. It was more like, like what? A, like what? They were talking uh, the one that they were talking um, best, like narrative. They were wanting to argue the narrative-driven side of it because there was some much more uh, narratively driven stories that came out. 
Um, they, they, would, they feel I, I like, would, yeah, I mean, I would disagree, but I think overall last of us two is no, they said that, no, yeah. they said like, if you want to look at the last of us two, it's mm-hmm. definitely in the top five of games to play in 2020, mm-hmm. but it is not number one. That was the main argument I heard from every, at least the sources I read and listen to is everybody felt that the yeah. last of us two needed to be obviously a mention, but they felt like there was a number of games. They just felt like kind of like. The Last of Us Two was like shoehorned into a lot of uh, into a lot of categories, but like I said, it's another combo. Um, the whole thing with Xbox and Perfect Dark, oh my god! Honestly, I feel like when Perfect Dark came out, it wasn't a really massive game. Everybody knows it's like a cult classic, um, <clears throat> but I feel that like now the society now. It, it, that perfect dark is more of a fit for society now because when perfect dark first came out, we didn't have like all this integration with like, you know, cameras and technology and all this other stuff. And now I just like how they're totally tapping into kind of like aspects of actually that happened today. I mean, I felt really intrigued when I heard uh, the gentleman from the initiative describing kind of like how they're taking stuff from the world of today and putting yeah. these stories into Perfect Dark. And I honestly feel like Perfect Dark is more of a fit for society now. And I know like people are like, oh, you know, that's not an original idea. They're reaching back using an old IP. I feel like it's an untapped IP that is going to now really shine yeah. because it has more relevance in today's world. Yeah, um, I do agree that it's, it's it's really untapped and the perfect dark world joanna dark uh, as a character has never been fully fleshed out not even by a long shot whether it was technology strains you've seen the xbox 360 version do a little bit of that you know it, it kind of touched on it but wasn't fully fleshed out and i think now with uh the technology like you said uh, well, it's also, gonna really yeah we're also seeing it in the entertainment industry for the first time uh, if correct me if I'm wrong, if I've read right, we are potentially going to see a James, a, a, well, a Bond character. I'm not going to say James Bond, but a female Bond character. Well, so, uh, she doesn't play Bond. I don't think she just plays. It's just in that universe. I think it's like in that universe. That's why I'm just well, saying. But yeah, it's there's... the first time we're seeing a lead female role in that universe. And I really do, and that's why I've always said that Perfect Dark is a very untapped IP because, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're like when we're talking entertainment, when we talk about spies and espionage, James Bond, Ethan Hunt, you know, you'd really have to sit there and kind of like mow over your head of, oh, well, who's a good female lead role? And the only one that really yeah. comes to mind is a Marvel character. So mm-hmm. it's really interesting to see that they're actually pushing this. Well, even in the Bond, mm-hmm. even in the Bond movies, there's always been some kind of a other female. No, but like, there, there's always been that agent. female, the female agent. But they've always been like that love interest for James Bond, or like you know, like always, it's like the spotlight is on James Bond. It's really nice to see that, you know, like that the entertainment industry is wanting to do things that are 
I don't want to say outside of the box, but more like uh, pushing the industry forward. Well, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I am. I definitely would wanted to see uh, Joanna Dark come back. Like, I just, I'm more intrigued personally by like the gameplay aspects and how they're going to um, use the world. Like, they talk about yes. again the ec- ecological you know aspects of it how the world has kind of uh changed yeah. you had alluded to that uh, centurion and also the oh, fact yeah. that even just how they presented it to the way that the uh, the camera was panning again as a cgi trailer but it just you, you, there was all kinds of like right at the end there there was like this huge huge circular cloud forming around the pyramids and it just you know I, i'm just really curious what's going on with the corporations are they uh, able to control the weather how is that going to impact gameplay are we going to have all well, you kinds remember, of stealth gear if they if we are going if they are going to keep true to the the world of perfect dark there's aliens you got to remember the first game was built off of you having a sidekick called elvis who was an alien <laughs> So, I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, you got to remember, like, they can literally go down that path. This isn't some true, you know, like, you know, futuristic stuff like in cyberpunk where this is just going to be like, you know, where technology and corporations get us. There is potential Mm. for this game to go truly sci-fi. Well, was Elvis on the N64 version or was that 360? No, he was on the N64 version. So Uh, did you play the 360 version, Centurion? Oh, God, yes. I played that game. I remember sitting down playing. That game's yeah. multiplayer was almost as much fun as GoldenEye. Uh, I played Perfect Dark. I mean, it was definitely... That's why I say it's a cult classic. If yeah. you if you played GoldenEye and you got bored playing that game and you still wanted to you know, scratch that itch, go get Perfect Dark. Well, the game mechanics were horrible. I remember that. It was... Oh, dude, I have it on oh, Rare yeah. Replay. I played it on design. Rare Replay. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll enjoy it ground to tell you where to go. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't really enjoy uh, Perfect Dark on the 360 that much, but I, you know what? I saw it, the um, the uh, trailer at uh, the Video Game Awards, and I just got hyped for it. You know, so and that was it. That's that's yeah. Where I don't it, it began to stop for me. You know, I have so. a hard time getting hyped over over trailers over video. Mm-hmm. I like game. I'm a gameplay guy, um, even though it you know doesn't necessarily uh, represent the true uh, game, as you can see with Cyberpunk now. But yeah, yeah true, <laughs> true. But at least we get finally an official announcement. More of a reveal. We always had reveal. Yeah, it's a reveal. You know, we always find, you know, finally. You know, we always had to re- heard the rumors or who was making the game, but at least. Um, they finally came out and just said, hey, you know, they showed us a trailer. I get hyped for it. I'm old school, you know, and I guess uh, I kind of stayed that way. And uh, so, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped for it. I just like the 360. I remember the bugs crawling around on the wall and you're trying to do whatever, get these doors open. And I really, I mean, it was okay, but I never really got into it. So uh, I'm definitely think- excited for the talent behind it. Like you have uh, Gallagher who made me actually finally want to play a Tomb Raider game. So he did that series, a great, you know, service. And then you also have some of the Insomniac guys. I forget the main guy's name that we keep seeing. He was the first guy that came on that trailer. Um, He was from Insomniac. So he's, you know, been through, I think, Resistance and pretty much most of their games. Um, And there's a lot of Santa Monica, like uh, Sony Santa Monica. There's some people that have coached from there. So 
definitely excited to see where they take it. So. Yeah, I would say that the game world of, of Perfect Dark and Joanna Dark, Dark's character uh, is completely untapped still. Uh, it's I'm going to be anxious to see exactly and curious to see uh, how everything's fleshed out. Yeah, just uh, I don't know if anybody else knows, but she kind of reminds me of uh, what's her face from Control. Like as soon as I saw her, like from the back, the way that she was kind of dressed and uh, just the color of her hair, I'm like, oh my god, that's the chick uh, from Control, Jesse or whatever her name is. Well, <laughs> for the record, I do not like the Control character at mm. all. Yeah. I'm kind of mixed on her, but yeah, the game's all right. But I get, you could I, tell people in the 360 days were watching uh, Alias when they made the character model on the front <laughs> cover of a 360 version. Oh, it's like yeah, she looks like Jennifer Garner on the front cover <laughs> when she wears the like red wigs and Alias. So show. I'll be truthful, I never played the 360 Perfect Dark. It's actually one of the reasons why I bought Rare Replay, and it's in my backlog. I thought you said you did. Oh, you. No, you said 64. You said, he played the multiplayer. You said 64. No, I said, said 360. 360. No, I asked him if he played I, on the 64. Oh, he, I'm so he sorry. I got the perfect dark multiplayer on 360. That's where it got twisted. Oh, yeah. no. I got. I thought we were talking Nintendo. Nope. Never played it on the 64. My bad. Oh, you said you played multiplayer on the 360. That's what got us kind of. No, I, I, got, I played multiplayer on the 64. So, Chewie is going CD Projekt Red on us, everyone. He's lying. Yeah, he's lying. <laughs> your chips malfunctioned. I was like, wait a minute. I think I misunderstood. Fraud alert. I, I was, yeah, frauding. I'm sorry. I'm over here trimming the bushes. Um, definitely. I have only played Perfect Dark on the Nintendo 64. I missed the 360 version. Um, but. I have it in my backlog on Rare Replay on my Xbox One, now my Series X. You didn't miss it. You I didn't. didn't. I actually want to yeah. play it just for the single player. The multiplayer oh. was The 64 booty. version was, like, cracked to me as a kid. It was good. It was, the 64 version was good. I never finished it, but I agree with you. Uh, it was good. So, I, I played just the, uh, the campaign. I never played the uh, multiplayer, though. The multiplayer, that was before you had, uh, like, that, that's what I was saying, GoldenEye. Um, that was before you kind of played online. You actually had to invite friends over, and, you know, you're all sitting on this itty-bitty-ass little TV, and you all got your individual little square, and you're all yelling at everybody to not watch their square. Uh, <laughs> good times. <laughs> oh, yeah, a lot of good, uh, a lot of good times, that's for sure, uh, getting, like, um ganged up on on like what was it that aztec level and like everybody's just on me i'm like oh thanks guys thanks for ganging up on me because they knew i was good they knew i was good but okay now one thing that made the multiplayer fun on um i don't know if you could do this on goldeneye but one thing that made it fun on perfect dark on the 64 is you could go in and create bots and you could like yeah. change these bots and like arm them to the teeth and jack up the difficulty and aggressiveness on them, or you can make them totally mellow. I mean, it was really fun. And I mean, like you could go through and just create these these asinine matches with all these pre-programmed bots. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yeah, guys, I'm just I'm excited to see how things unfold with the new perfect dark again there's a lot of untapped potential there um how long do you think it is until uh how far off do you think we are from this game guys well i'm taking the time less bugs i don't want any bugs <laughs> <laughs> 2022 is my guess spring of next year 
No way. I mean, spring of 22. Spring of 22. No, not spring. Oh. You know no, what? I was saying spring of 22. Okay, that's more reasonable. I'll say, yeah, yeah. yeah you know what? I'll even say it's a, a 22 game as well. It's probably about two years off, so. No, I'm looking forward to it, guys. Um, I mean, hopefully that's not the only game that they're working on. I, I have a feeling that they're going to be like a, uh, a, a two-team studio as well. Uh, I'm really looking forward to what they have in store, and I hope that Microsoft continues to, again, reboot some of their older IP, because they have a nice chest of IP, not just Joanna Dark, but they got all kinds of old rare IP that they can utilize. Come on, conquer. Um, but yeah, guys, there were some other announcements, too. Um, obviously, Jeremy, you had talked about Ark 2. I'll admit, I didn't play Ark at all. I know Tim was very high on the game. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure if anybody else on the panel have played it, but Arc 2 is apparently an Xbox exclusive, and that's pretty I, exciting. I enjoy Arc for what it is and what it what it was able to accomplish. I could not get into it because of just the, sh- it's too massive. I mean, it really is. You have to spend your life playing the game to get ahead in it. Really, I mean, there's people that just wake up and play Arc and build bases and just. You have to spend a significant time in the world to... Yeah, wasn't uh, it like a manage heavy type of game? You had to constantly maintain that world, if not... Yeah, like, yeah. So it's just you can like, go, like, raid your settlements and destroy all your yeah. or something? Yep. We could have had a new Riddick game, but we got Arc 2. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk Imagine, about... Imagine, like, a Riddick game with the, the, with the uh, budget of, like, a, you know cyberpunk like that'd be cool complete remaster right you know like you get to see his world a remake remake, a remake you know i you know i don't like i don't like uh movie uh personalities inside my games i don't know why but i don't like them but riddick was the probably you might as well quit talking about god of war or cyberpunk no come on no (laughs) god of war is a little bit different Okay, no, we're gonna no 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 Christopher that. Judge Teal. Uh, nobody knows who fucking Christopher Judge is. I'm sorry, but <laughs> hey, you'd be nice um, to Teal, all right, dude? Like, I mean, you mentioned Christopher Judge's name at a Comic Con or a Sci-Fi convention, you'll get some people that'll raise an eyebrow. Yeah, Stargate fans, man, <laughs> Stargate. <laughs> well, like I'm, I'm just saying, like he's also appeared on other stuff, but that's why I'm just saying, you know. Like, regretfully, you want to be truthful. Do you really see Vin Diesel in very much anymore? Like, I'm sorry. He is- He's all over the place. What are you talking about? He's all He's over the place, outside, dude. Outside of Fast and Furious. Outside of Fast and Furious. Bloodshot. He was just in Bloodshot the year before. Bloodshot, which is actually uh, not exactly critically acclaimed. But- uh, it, was a good, it was a decent movie. I have that movie, actually. Well, what I'm just getting at is, like, it, you know these these uh, actors are obviously wanting yeah. to outsource their talents, and also with how restrictive things are in the entertainment industry with social distancing, I don't blame them. Yeah. Diversify. Uh, what? What? Diversify. I mean, you got to right? spread out a little bit, dude. Definitely. Like, how about this, man? Like, we'll just use Christopher Judge again. If you watch the documentary on um, God of War. Christopher Judge actually talks about how he was just tired. He actually didn't want nothing to do with actual on-screen acting because he was just over it. And doing the character of Kratos and doing the voice acting kind of reinvigorated him as an actor and like kind of changed his focus and direction on 
not wanting to be as much of a screen actor, but actually wanting to be more of a voiceover actor. And there's now starting to be rumors going around that he's actually going to voice the Black Panther for um, the Avengers game. Yeah, they did. They did the voice work for Kratos and they made him exactly like Master Chief, just bland and and it worked out. It worked out for the game. It worked out for his character, and it ended up being a hit. And that's where he. And that's where Christopher Judge. If you really watch Stargate, he wasn't this chatty character that just went around and just spewed like narrative-driven, you know, stuff. He he was this silent, stoic figure in the background. And when he would speak to people, it was like shortened to the point. And that's why I chuckled every time in the game when he was like, "Boy." Because he actually had a son in Stargate, and he would refer to his son in Stargate in pretty much the same manner. Mm, I mean, it, it, yeah. it was funny. Speaking, yeah. since we're on the mo- the movie and TV train, has anybody seen the new uh, Mandalorian, the last episode? The last, yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm I'm impressed. I was definitely yeah. I, I got into it late. The last three um episodes, by the way, to me were awesome. So but yeah, if you guys I don't want to no spoilers, don't spoil. but I, I need guys, to find you guys time need to, watch to go check stuff. that out. Yeah. Microsoft's actually. got Disney Plus, they're doing that thing where uh it's it's thirty days if you have Xbox Live. You wanna know how in, <clears throat> you wanna know how in the bushes I am, Megatron? I mm-hmm. um I'm with Verizon. I get Disney Plus free of charge. I've had it for almost a year now and never turned it on once. Oh, uh, between goodness. working, playing games, YouTube, all that other fun stuff, I'm just like, when do I get to sit down and watch like a few hours of Star Wars? And I'm not talking yeah. a few hours, I'm talking like five or six hours. I hear you. Hey, I've never seen Game of Thrones and I missed out on oh, a lot. I know. know. I <laughs> so I own the I first you. three seasons, and I've only watched the first season. Mm-hmm. Right, um, right. I, it reinvigorated the Star Wars brand after three. To me, in my opinion, I mean, I wanted George Lucas. I was crying for George Lucas to come back after those three latest Star Wars movies. Oh, but Don't get me started, um, man. Yeah, but I, I mean, think it wasn't Clone I like- Wars. I like how yeah. all of a sudden when Disney gets a hold of the Star Wars franchise, the prequels become relevant. Yeah. <laughs> dude, dude. I, I love the prequels. Huh? Rogue One was a, was a gem. I will say this. Yeah. I actually just watched. No, uh, I'm talking the George Lucas prequels. No, Rogue One was definitely a gem, but I'm talking George Lucas prequels. Everybody hated on them. And then all of a sudden this and like they're like, oh, yeah, they actually, they're really good. Funny enough, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Hey, the second hey, one is hey, is trash. Shock! I I just went through the the um <laughs> sorry the prequel trilogy, and in hindsight, it's not that bad. <laughs> honestly, yep, um, yep, exactly. Dude, Vader. something about Luke <laughs> Skywalker. God awful. Squeezing Hard the neck. I don't know, so, man. The first one's okay. Third one's good. Second one is. Like, because as Megatron pointed out, I just used my uh, the Disney Plus uh, claim that I got through uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. So I've been, uh, I just say I've been watching a lot of Disney stuff, trying to get in as much as I can. And I will be hitting up the Mandalorian. So, hey, no spoilers, guys. Don't want to know. Um, but, yeah, you know, all this re- reinvigoration of Star Wars. It, you know, it's nice to have this excitement back into the franchise after, well, a few years of... Well, I'm going to blow yeah. it for you. Mace Windu kicks some serious butt in that movie 
I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) Oh, Oh, Mace. You want to talk about a character that deserved some more uh, plot development. That was Mace Windu. Oh, my God. I love Samuel L. Jackson's character. Oh, dude, no, Mace Windu as a character and Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, he, uh, oh, I love Samuel L. Jackson in general. That guy is like a living legend to me. Get into the whole nerd aspect of it, uh, where, you know, like if you understand why he holds a purple lightsaber, uh, it's because a Jedi who holds a purple lightsaber has crossed over to the dark side and come back. They basically have a balance that they, they basically know how to use the dark side of the force. That's why Mace Windu. Had I don't a think very that's, that's not canon, nature. though. That's not canon. That's not canon. No, but what it is is that's why when you see Mace Windu fight and the way he would conduct himself, it was because he actually fought with emotion, which is yeah. actually something a Sith Lord does. His character was so so badass, and Samuel L. Jackson in general, just he's a badass. I like. See, him. I was lied to. I was told that his great 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 grandfather drove a purple caddy, and that's <laughs> why. And that's why his. Well, his, what uh, he said, he said purple. it was his. He liked it because it was his favorite color. <laughs> That's the yeah. reason why he picked it. It was his That's favorite. I, yeah, yeah, I saw the behind uh, the scenes. Yeah, I but. guess I I don't watch that part, but when they get into like the canon of the lightsaber colors, um, I guess maybe I don't know, but I I have literally uh, hung out with guys that literally live on Wikipedia, which is like the giant Star Wars like encyclopedia, and I guess like Mace Windu's character in the Star Wars lore is actually a very uh, powerful and interesting individual when you get into the character. And that's oh, yeah. why I only, just I really feel like there should have been more plot development on the Mace Windu character. Well, only to... Series. He's second to Yoda in terms of power. He's even more powerful than Palpatine. He kicked his ass. Mm-hmm. You know, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, are we get up from see, Perfect see, Dark? Wait. What the heck? Well, hey, man. Uh, you get sidetracked, uh, right? There's a lot of one, excitement. One, one last thing was I don't like I didn't like how they did Luke Skywalker and him drinking that whatever milk out of that monster th- <laughs> that animal grossed me the hell out. But I think they should have did a better job with the Dude. Luke Skywalker. Oh, of course, man. I remember playing all the the Star Wars games and reading some of the books. Like when you would talk about Luke Skywalker, we're talking about the guy that's gonna rebuild the Jedi Order. I mean, the myth, the legend, Luke Skywalker. And then all of a sudden we get to Disney's version of Luke Skywalker and you're just like, whoa, this is not what I thought we were going to get. I think I think it's unfortunate that they did not keep the original vision of George Lucas uh, in the last. I mean, he had the scripts ready. Yeah. You know, and he handed them to Disney. However, they they didn't use them. So yeah, that's the funny part. A lot of people don't know is that actually he wrote all nine movies. He just started with the the middle ones because they were more relevant at the time. And he basically, you know, did it, you know, this was actually how he wanted and that he wrote all nine. That's why I was completely shocked when it went the way it did. Right. Right. I don't think his issue was the like what he wrote. I think that was, you know, pretty solid, but his execution. So if someone could execute his work better, <laughs> but that's not what happened. <laughs> uh you know what, guys, I'm just going to head back to just some of the VGA announcements before we get into another topic. But uh, Flight Simulator, though, coming to Xbox Series X, that's kind of cool, right? I know I was kind of looking forward to that. Anybody else interested? 
I know I was. They didn't make any announcements of it coming to the older gen consoles. But uh, heck yeah, man! I, I love my a good simulator game, especially on this uh, um this the one that, the, the praise all the praise that it's getting now. I can't wait to try it. So, but uh, yeah, definitely. That's what August. What was the time? Summer. Summer. Yeah. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm I'm good. I'm good for it. Straight to Game Pass. <laughs> yeah. For the win. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna do my first uh, game stream. I'm going to load up here at uh, Phoenix Sky Harbor, and I'm going to fly over to Hawaii. See how long that takes. We're going to do it in real life. Nice. nice <laughs> Actually, nice. that's going to be a long – that would be a long flight, honestly. <laughs> be like, watch – I know there's been guys doing that. Have you seen the people doing that with Flight Simulator where they, like, mock up their whole room to look like a cockpit, and they actually do the uh, the actual flight, how long it would take? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, get that into it. Hey, go for it, man. You know, <laughs> and wasn't it, it's all about immersion, right? Wasn't so. it Shockley that mentioned the uh, the 3D printed parts that you could actually bolt on your controller now to uh, kind of simulate actually having flight sticks? Yep. Yeah, some guy made it. Uh, forget his YouTube channel, but you can easily find him. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff people are doing with Flight Simulator. Uh, no, I really and it's real time weather. So if hey, but a lot of people with, were using those uh, hurricanes and we're yeah, but being quick, hurricanes. being quick about it, what was everybody's impression? You think Xbox had a good showing or was it a great showing or I just think it was a good showing. Uh, nothing special, but I, mean, as I just far wish as the they announcements. Sh- I think it was, you know, I, I mean, it, it's from what I saw of it. I thought it was good. Um, admittedly, mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing. It was what, over three hours. I thought it was kind of long on the end, but. I couldn't see it. I mean, my work schedule kind of prevented me from uh, watching the whole show, I have to admit. But um, from what I can tell, the announcements, especially with Perfect Dark, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel um, their presence, I guess the best way to describe it was uh, just right. I mean, I'm going to be up front. Uh, I came home from work on the night of the VGAs, and I turned into three hours of event, like, I'm watching plants grow, um, paint dry. I mean, like, I mean, I'm gonna be upfront, everyone. I used my Xbox, logged into the YouTube app, and started fast forwarding as soon as I saw kind of some of the stuff that was being advertised and just some like the awards weren't. I, I'm sorry, but when you're just basically pretty much rambling off awards as it, you like the. I didn't like how they handed the awards out. I was just like, wow, this is what we're going to sit here and watch. So, well, so I, I stopped he, on the games that interested me, but yeah. I feel like Xbox's presence was just right for the situation and what was going on in that show in general. Yeah, so the we reason were, why it got done like that was because he they, there was a survey out uh, stating what the fans wanted to see from the game awards, how it was going to evolve. Uh, and one of the things that they said that drug down the show was the actual awards. So I think that's the reason why uh, they did it in a manner in which they did. Um, and, you know, primarily focused on just the celebration of gaming, which he did. I mean, I liked the show. I just think I just think that there wasn't enough bangers in there. There wasn't enough, uh, you know, surprises uh, that people could sit back and say hey this show was memorable yeah the you know the dlc for the uh super smash brothers was good people want sephiroth in that particular world 
Uh, and there were some nice showings. However, I just think that there wasn't enough, um, you know, it, there wasn't enough bangers on there. It wasn't, there was nothing to highlight. I, per I, se. I feel like, yeah, I don't want to say bangers, but I feel like there is no excitement whatsoever. It felt like, like there was no games to be excited for. Uh, it felt like even Jeff Keeley himself, uh, wasn't excited. I'm sorry. I just felt like there was like zero excitement coming out from the people on camera. Cause it was right. I mean, it felt very, very just like, well, we have to do this because this is what we do, but mm-hmm. this is the situation we're in. So this is what you yeah. get. I and like I, being surprised. So yeah. Aaron Greenberg downplayed things, but you know, when they started making these announcements, um, uh, the only one I can really remember off the top of my head again was Perfect Dark. I was like, boom, for me. Um, so yeah, we knew it was coming out. I mean, I, I don't know. I just well, I guess not to be um, completely cheesy. I guess the highlight for me during that whole show, and I'm not trying to be cheesy, um, it was for me was uh, watching that developer uh, who's been working on the game for uh, tr- treating uh, ADHD. Uh, people who have AD, uh, well, children who have ADHD, and the fact that he actually has a game that's going to be, uh, I guess, medically cleared by the FDA to be used as a treatment for uh, kids with ADHD, purely because um, I have it and I grew up with it, and it's just really cool to see that they're uh, starting to embrace on a whole nother level and using it to to actually, um, you know, mm-hmm. treat something that actually affects the mind in a way. Mm-hmm. It's well, awesome. No, that's cool. No, that's um, no, that's a great comment, actually, Centurion. Overall, I, you know what, I didn't. I went into the VGAs just I didn't have any expectations, and I just feel like that's the right mindset to have with these kinds of things. And I was honestly, I was really happy with what uh, micro, like with what Microsoft and Xbox was were able to show. They gave yeah. us a perfect dark reveal. Um, Again, maybe some people would have wanted something really new, but I mean, you might as well treat it yeah. like a new IP at this point. Arc two, while again, yeah. I'm not really too familiar with it, a lot of people did generally get excited about it. And then, yeah, Flight Sim, Warhammer 40k, Dark Tide, guys. If you like Vermintide, I know I do. I'm really excited for this. Plus, I'm a huge Warhammer 40,000 guy. I'm definitely getting that sucker. And you yeah, know, in Invader, I was a little disappointed in the fact that, yes, we have these new systems that came out, PS5 and Series X, and they really didn't show, they didn't highlight or showcase uh, anything from that standpoint. Was right. You know, it, it was a little disappointing. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, we got a question in the chat, guys. What are your guys' uh, What are your guys' studio acquisition predictions in E three twenty twenty one or by the end of twenty twenty one? Hmm. I don't know. Any guy? Any of you guys? Want CD, to- CD Project Red. <laughs> I hear. I hear they're going quite cheap nowadays. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's only a billion dollars cheaper, so that's not that much in terms. Well, in terms sale, of, uh, you can only imagine if you know with that talent. If they're for sale with that talent, you don't want to go to Google or Amazon. So I think you know, relatively speaking, right. it sounds like a deal to me. So that's uh, it. I was just saying, Megatron. Remember what what developer? I mean, uh, what was it? I think it was Matt Booty or that guy with. Um, oh my God! What was the? Uh, what's the? Uh, Developer who did Psycho Not. 
Oh, I can't remember the oh, guy. Oh, Tim Schaefer. Oh, Tim Schaefer and Double Fine. Double Fine. Um, I remember watching him talk about Matt Booty and them making offers and how Matt Booty would like text him images of like pancakes with like a number written in whipped cream. And I wonder if that happened after CD Projekt Red, like the dude got a text message and all of a sudden there's just like a random phone. Like, hey, you want it now? <laughs> like. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm just going to say, like, honestly, anything is possible. Uh, I don't write Microsoft off with anything now since they bought uh, ZeniMax and Bethesda. So, hey, why not? Uh... All that's going on with CD Projekt Red, though. I mean, you figure if they had somebody with the backing, you know, backing, you know, backing like Microsoft, um, you know, you, you kind of think the blow would be, you know, somewhat, you know, uh, softer for them, you know, and they're, they're taking a lot of, uh, hits right now you see what their stocks are doing you know, well, they're, ta- they're taking a lot of hits because of just the media in general you know just twitter and facebook and mm-hmm. uh it, it's just the tale of the times you know when halo halo's not even released yet and you see what craig did to that mm-hmm. you know it, it's like this one of those things where that's the state and world we live in now um you know if you don't if you don't have a uh if you're a big developer or a big anybody and you screw up early, <laughs> you're going to feel it the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guarantee you. Yeah, no, it's definitely rough. Um, like as I far as, it's... no, go ahead, Centurion. I was just about to say, I think it, I wanted to comment on what you said earlier about, you know, um, wanting to really talk about acquisitions and Microsoft being a big player now. Uh, let's t- use an example. Um, everybody always uh, talks about, you know, Microsoft, you know, not being able to buy this guy or that guy and comparing uh, checkbook to checkbook. What we saw what come out of EA, uh, basically like a proper term we call gate block, gate crashing or gate blocking, um, yeah. basically preventing take two from purchasing um, or am I getting it wrong? 2K from purchasing take two. Basically, you know how it is. EA came in and basically threw more money down on the table, completely crashing whatever deal that they had. And that's where people need to realize Microsoft, like anytime an acquisition goes down, Microsoft has to uh, definitely, uh, definitely be, you know, Microsoft's a big player, like you said. Yeah. Like I could. So, I I, I mean, so you're saying Microsoft, are you suggesting that, like, I'm trying to read between the lines. Are you saying that maybe but basically Microsoft should have been buying Codemasters? No, Mike. No, I'm just saying. But when it kind of makes you want about to... being about being a big player. Is Microsoft actually has a lot of money? So at any time with all these act, you could have um, a situation where PlayStation goes to purchase somebody or Sony goes to purchase somebody, and literally Microsoft comes in and throws more money down on the table because they can. And this is just a fine example of just how much reach Microsoft could have if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I, I think the relationship they have right now that they're building with EA access, you know, you kind of, I don't want to say too much into this, but you got to know that, you know, if Microsoft wanted to, they could probably could have outbid EA. Oh, definitely. They didn't. And it kind of makes me think of, or wonder, you know, if they wanted to, they could, but they didn't because of the relationship that probably they're building. The partnership that they have with oh, EA Access. Want to make friends? Um, you already, but you already see, uh, like right now, um, Ubisoft Play, I believe it's called. 
uh, is now starting to be offered on Steam. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not Steam. Oh, my God. Google service. The Google streaming option. Stadia. God, I don't even know. Stadia. I don't even know what that thing is called anymore because it's not mentioned anymore. Uh, but, yeah, it's on. <laughs> it was being offered on Stadia. Basically, mm-hmm. so now we start seeing a partnership between Ubisoft and Google. So to me, that's kind of like, oh, is by some chance there's always been rumors running around with Ubisoft about Ubisoft potentially being acquired by somebody. And we all know that Google can afford that and they definitely need to fuel Stadia. And now all of a sudden we got Ubisoft Play starting to appear on Stadia. Um, I'm pretty sure Microsoft sees that and wants to definitely make uh, at least some friends, uh, especially with EA. And definitely we just see how far EA's reach is. And I'm just curious on uh, what Microsoft uh, could potentially do going forward, especially if these uh, these big companies all of a sudden get in a bidding war over a certain developer. Absolutely. Yeah, e- yeah EA, has, yeah. EA has... Uh... I mean, they're a big player, obviously. They're as much... I would say Sony has, a, you know, a little bit more um, in terms of... I mean, probably Sony has a little bit more, you know, input in it and just overall value than EA does. You know, just I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Sony's worth a lot of money, but at the same time, EA's huge. And they're a third-party developer. So... Um, oh, I know, and I see like the comment. Uh, it's not always about money because obviously Microsoft uh, could have gotten Insomniac or Respawn. True, the other company, the other the other company has to agree to it, but you're not going to find too many companies that are going to reject a couple extra million dollars. Right, right. Well, like I said in the chat, I would keep an eye on Microsoft possibly looking towards a Polish-based studio. I mean, obviously, everybody talks about CD Projekt Red <laughs> right now. That, hey, that anything could happen. But I would even suggest studios like Techland. Um, who else do we have? The Farm Fifty One. I could see, I could see Remedy possibly, just because they keep having to go and get a sugar daddy you know in a sense someone to fund their game and you know maybe if it's you know kind of like with bungie with activision Mm -hmm. it gets a little rocky Mm -hmm. with what they were with uh what was it 505 games you know how that publishing deal kind of went and now microsoft does have that uh single player with uh smilegate that remedy is making you know Mm -hmm. basically an exclusive single player game for microsoft so well, they yeah. do have a good relationship. Yeah. Could yeah. be kind of like that Insomniac purchase. Like, hey, we we have a you know long relationship you know for the past few decades. And now they see how Microsoft's operating with the new management. Okay, now it makes sense. Maybe it didn't make sense with under Don Matrick or Terry Myerson to like, yeah, we don't like how you guys are being ran, you know, to be acquired back then. But now nah, it'd probably make more sense. All right, guys, I think we'll move on to our last topic of the evening. And there was a massive update recently, like a week or so ago, from 343 Industry Industries regarding what's going on with Halo Infinite. And it was Joseph Staten, the uh, new creative director, obviously, of the uh, he took the reins of Halo Infinite. And he talked a lot about the upgrades of art assets, graphics, all kinds of different things. We also saw some beautiful in-game renders for, like, different weapons and armor. It's looking like a huge visual upgrade, to say the least. 
And we found out that the release window is going to be for fall 2021. Uh, I'm really curious to, th- uh, to hear what everyone thinks about this, uh, that they've kind of narrowed down a release date-ish. Centurion, I know you and I, we've gone back and forth about Halo Infinite's release date. What are your thoughts on the fall 2021 release window? Um, I have always thought that they're going to probably try to relaunch this game probably in holiday of next year. Um, especially probably centering it around another, <clears throat> I want to say, re-relaunch or another relaunch of uh, their next-gen consoles because there's obviously issues with getting a hold of them and stuff right now. So I really see that they have a big moment to uh, definitely release this in the fall of 2021. And I did say earlier this year that I do believe we could see a beta of some kind probably in like, the second quarter basically a few months just before fall probably sometime around e3 or at least the time that e3 would take place um because i'm hoping that they're going to want to start getting some hype going letting people play the the multiplayer version of the game and then um kind of getting us all hyped for it and launching the actual game in the fall i Mm -hmm. do believe that they have good potential um, we have um, the gentleman who helped uh, create the Gears 5 multiplayer, helping with the uh, multiplayer side of Halo Infinite. And we helped um, one of the... Uh, what was the guy who helped create the uh, first games for Halo? He actually helped, is now doing the act- leading the campaign. Are you talking Staten, about Joe Staten? Yes. So they have him doing the campaign now. So they have both teams. It seems like they've probably worked out what issues there were internally. Um, They probably have a good chance, but again, like Megatron says, delay the game if you have to. Please don't put out something um, that's going to basically kind of destroy a character we all loved and grew up with. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm really happy to see that they did delay it as long as uh, they have. Um Again, it's like we we're saying about Cyberpunk, you know, I would, I would rather them delay it than have a bad game. Uh, honestly, I want them to, I really want them to do a good job with Master Chief and just um, launching a really good Halo game. Make this, uh, again, the best that you can make it. I have no problem with the delays. I mean, it sucks, but at the same time, I want that next-gen experience Halo game. And I want all the content that's there. I would have to say because I want Halo and because I want it to be good at this point, I don't go out and seek too much information and like hope and pray that the game is going to come out sooner than later. Um, I just basically kind of just as a consumer, I'm playing other games. There's plenty of other games between now and then. And when that game is ready, they're going to start hyping it. And when that game comes out, I really do hope it lives up to the hype that they're going to put out for this game. Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering what Joe's going to be tinkering with, right? Um, Again, he was like at least given an extra year to work on this game. So I'm just kind of wondering what he's fiddling with behind the scenes. Uh, You know, if they have to get anybody back for some mocap and so on. Yeah. 
don't know. But he's he's uh, played the game, though, apparently, I think, twice, if I read the update correctly. And he's saying that it's, like, basically what Bungie had envisioned the original Halo to be, if I'm not mistaken. So that's actually really exciting. So. No, it, it really is. And I really, uh, I have high hopes for it. This really, um, it seems like we all see what they've done with Gears 5. And it seems like they're now approaching uh, Halo with that at least Gears 5 um, structure when it comes to the internal structure of the studio. You have, obviously, the people in charge of the entire project, but then you have the lead guy for the multiplayer, the lead guy for the campaign, and they have to answer to their one higher up, and they are literally in charge of pretty much, it's like tunnel vision. Only thing you have to worry about is the campaign. And it's really great to hear that this is going to be a Halo that Bungie would envision. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, somebody in the chat, the Geeky Nerd, he says, the real question is, should they cut off the base consoles? What do you think on that? Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> they already said they weren't. They said they weren't, though. I thought they already made the statement. Yeah, there's no need to. There's no need to. Cyberpunk. If uh, if it runs like it looks amazing on PC, and it looks but on Xbox One and PS4, you know launch editions. Well, it still runs. It might not well, be in the condition you Don't wanted it. it. I feel Don't like they need to have some transparency. Yeah. I think they should have some transparency, which is why I totally feel they need to have not only a beta but a very significant extended beta. Give people time to go in, look at the game, have some fun with it. Um, don't do like some one-week thing. Like really do like a one-month thing on Game Pass. Well, they're, people... they're not going to do betas on the on the campaign. They're not going to no, do, do a multiplayer beta. So that yeah. way people can get a look and feel for the game. Just do, And that way when you guys do, like because we all see it with, mul with multiplayer heavy games. Come on, the servers always crash. By doing a beta, you'd actually be able to get a good measure for demand on your servers. So that way, on the day of the actual launch, you would have enough servers burning for you to be able to handle the demand. I still think, by the way, that with the, they, if they do a beta, um, as far as multiplayer, it would probably be the best way for them to introduce. If they're going to do it, you know, you hear the rumors of Battle Royale to kind of do it right then and there. And... Uh, you know, with the popularity of that game, that game type, that game mode now. So I think does, it'll be. Does does Halo need a battle royale? Does that's my? It opinion. does because you know you got battle, you got uh, big T battle, but you know it's like it's the most popular thing to do right now. And then you have Master Chief and Kratos both are in Fortnite, which is one of the biggest battle royale games out right now, which is excellent marketing. You know, so maybe you and can get some of those that are. It's going to be free to play, and if you're enjoying it over so, there, and you want to bring some of those all people, all the big over, team battles are free to play. So, yeah, well, better if, if you're enjoying it over there, you want to bring people over from that Fortnite world over into, you know, um, you know, the Halo, and you already see this character, maybe you might be more intrigued to just say, hey, let me try, try it in the uh, Halo universe and see what they have to offer, put they, their own spin on it. So, I don't think it's a bad idea. You know. I finally, off topic, I finally figured out why I was sounding like I was in the bathroom the whole time. I had my my uh, camera mic um, 
on to be used for my actual mic. So that's why it sounded I wasn't actually using my um my standard mic, which I have that's connected right to me. Horrible. That's how tech savvy I am. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> uh we're dropping did, did you hear what I said, Invader? You say absolutely for fucking everything. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, Jeremy, you're alive. You know that. Just so you in know, more way, in more ways than one, buddy. Yeah, just so you know, guys, I uh, dropped the Cyberpunk 2077 code, courtesy of our friend Megatron. Uh, it looked... holy cow, these dudes are freaking quick, <laughs> dude. Aren't they, aren't they? Was it Fusion picked up the code? Yeah, saying thank you. Listen, I am so slow when it comes to even texting. I'm like. One finger at a time, just H, there's a T. I can't do it. It's not me. <laughs> I think he's botting. Someone's using a bot. No, I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we're all bots so here. The only thing I missed with the Connect, where you used to be able to hold up the QR codes mm-hmm. to the uh, Connect. Well, they should just bring that with the phone now instead of still using the 25-digit numbers. So who won? Well, the guy saying thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, who added TXR podcast you... PyCon Fusion? Oh, okay, nice. Congrats, wow. PyCon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks, buddy, for uh, staying with us. He's a regular. Thanks, buddy, for dropping by for uh, sticking with us, and everybody in the chat. Of course, uh, you guys are always appreciated. That's why uh, you know we drop some codes and uh, do some giveaways. We re- really appreciate you guys tuning into us, and we want to thank you guys. So, as a big thank you, you know, gotta support give you the support that you guys give us Dude, uh, he is coming off an adrenaline rush right now <laughs> <laughs> look at this guy oh i love this guy it's great all he's right. probably walking around the house right now probably like <clears throat> chest out like that's what's up <laughs> yeah man enjoy the game enjoy it enjoy it i can't wait to play it you know we you heard me you know say you know express my concerns but i'm still going to support the game i'm looking forward to playing it man and i really can't wait i just i'm just right now just patiently waiting because there's you know other games for me to play i'm going to be playing uh, i got to finish up uh yakuza and uh, i do want to try the uh gears uh dlc that's out i just haven't had the time because work hours and stuff and shopping and the holidays and so that's why i was late by the way just trying to shop and get things done, and uh, but yeah, enjoy the game, brother, and, and tell me all about it. DM my DMs are open, so I, I, lo- I love everyone's enthusiasm when it comes to gaming. It hurts me when I see someone uh, just not happy with a video game because I know what it does for a lot of people. It just takes us out of the reality that we 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 do on a daily, and um, it means a lot to people. And that's why some reason some why we're so passionate. You know, we're, we wear our hearts on our sleeves when it comes to this this hobby of ours, and we care. It's the worst when you're a kid when you yeah. spend your Christmas money and you're like, oh shit, what have I done? As, I as bought in, Blood as in, 64 for forty dollars. Oh, I as Invader would say, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh huh, absolutely. <laughs> you were gonna say it right now, huh, fucker? <laughs> you listen here. Bitch. <laughs> you guys here crunching. I'm eating popcorn. Ah, that's no, I'm just watching. I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm watching it go down right now. Oh, hey, happy happy birthday to PTK. Oh, you beat me. 
Yes, happy birthday. Uh, he tur- How old did he turn today? 40, I have uh, no idea. On that I think one. he was 37. 37 years young. But he's a much wiser man than myself, which isn't saying much, but still, he's much wiser than myself. So Very happy birthday, buddy. Yeah. Dude, I know. And he's also like, uh, how could I, uh, best way to say it, like he was, we were playing, uh, me and my uh, homie Stain Zombie, uh, we were playing uh, Destiny with him last night uh, for like hours, and he made not one mention it was his birthday. And I opened my phone this morning, and it's like, hey, it's his birthday. And I'm like, dude, didn't even tell me, man. I don't even have time to prepare. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, no, but a uh, happy happy birthday to PTK. I mean, uh great community guy, great friend. Um no, definitely very very wise guy. And uh you know, you can hang out with him on Saturday nights with Centurion, Fuzzy Belvedere and uh, Staggerilla if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, always a good show. Uh actually I got to get back uh, dude, on that I someday. Wanna, I want to say I will say it right now, um I feel very honored to be on TXR, but I definitely will say it right now. PTK and the Shot Podcast is one of those undiscovered gems of um, YouTube. Um, he's just a very positive, caring individual, and I'm very grateful that actually Dealer Gaming introduced me to him, and we pretty much hit it off, and I... I feel like he's family at this point because I've pretty much been talking to him since we were introduced. Mm, yeah. Well, he's a local guy to you as well, right? So Right. And it's actually kind of crazy. That's where when me and PTK were talking one day, we actually found out we live literally a couple blocks from each other. Yeah, what? What's up with that? How come you don't hook up with them, dude? You don't meet in person? Uh, uh, we have never met in person because Come we on. like work a lot. I Maybe like he stalked he, you, dude. In the show <laughs> I lived in Los Angeles. I traveled all the way to Los Angeles to Phoenix to go visit him. Actually, I was I worked out there at the time, but while I was there, I went to go see him. Took him out to dinner. We had a good time. He's a nice guy. Yeah, I I'll say it right now. I we I want to actually hang out with him personally. Um, it's some t- I work literally from eight o'clock in the morning to six, seven, eight o'clock at night. Um, and by that time it's like, you know, who wants to go hang out with somebody in the middle of the night? Cause I know he's got a, fa- he's a family man. Uh, and so definitely I'm trying to, uh, find a time to definitely meet him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. I hope you guys, uh, finally hook up with each other and, uh, hang out. It's awesome games and throw back a few. Oh, dude, for dude, there's plenty of stuff to do out here in Phoenix, honestly. That's why you guys ever want to come out outside of the pandemic thing, uh, because there's still plenty of stuff to do here. And like right now, we're actually having a pretty warm winter. Um, it doesn't get very cold here right now. <clears throat> Sounds like a plan. I don't I love traveling. So, hey, I'm down. Sounds good. Yeah. Definitely. I'll be up for some of that <laughs> desert air. But uh, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Hey, you'll you, know you when you it, reach man. Phoenix when you start seeing the smog down in the bottom of the valley, and you're about to land on plane. <laughs> Flagstaff's the place to go. I, I like Flagstaff. It is. It's <laughs> nothing like a rural big city. It's a big city, but it's more spread out. And uh, yeah, definitely. All right, fellas, on that note, I think we'll wrap things up for tonight's show. Obviously, there was a lot to touch on from the past, well, week or so, two weeks, ranging from, you know, 
everything going on with Cyberpunk, uh, the huge Xbox announcements at the VGAs, along with Halo news. But, you know, thank you all, all of you who tuned in tonight. We really appreciate all of you who listen in to us week after week and participate in the chat. Again, congrats to PyCon Fusion for winning Cyberpunk 2077. Um... If you guys haven't done so already, if you happen to enjoy tonight's show, then drop a like and share the show out all over social media. Really good show tonight, panel mates. Love the commentary all around. Let's get to some of these outros, and I'll start with Eric Shockley. Buddy, good stuff tonight. Where can everybody find you at? Give me yep, your... as always, you can, <laughs> you can find me at, at ShockNero on Twitter. Easy shock on Xbox Live, but yeah, definitely give a Cyberpunk a you know a test since everybody's doing full refunds for it now, so <laughs> no risk involved, I guess. Um, but yeah, thanks for stopping by. Mm-hmm. Moving on further down the list, Centurion buddy, good stuff tonight. Where can everybody follow you at? Oh man, well, it's good show. Thank you once again, gentlemen, for having an awesome conversation about gaming. Um, for those interested, you could find me at Centurion1307 on YouTube, Xbox Live, and, of course, Twitter. Uh, for those who are also wanting to hear my lovely voice, I appear on the Shop Podcast every Saturday night with the one and only PTK Blam. And I appear right here every Sunday night with these fine gentlemen on the TXR Podcast. These fine gentlemen, always, always so complimentary. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I know. I'm sorry. Is it okay to use harsh language? <laughs> oh man, go just a little further. Hey, just tell the truth. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting to you, pal. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this guy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh speaking of which this guy uh my american friend jeremy the patriot out of montana you know night boy <laughs> now you can't invader now you can't say it anymore because you're gonna be so self-conscious that you're gonna be like oh my every time i say it jeremy's gonna make fun of me um, you can Damn. find me on Twitter at Lone Master Who Zero Seven. You can also find me on Xbox at Downer. Um, it's Downer Space J. And you can also find me on PlayStation sparingly. Um, it's uh, Green Knight Zero Seven, and that's it. Thanks for everybody tuning in. Go play the Cyberpunk. I'm already thirty hours in. So um, yeah. 30 more hours here we come yeah definitely all right listen to the downer punk fellas and last but not least megatron buddy uh good show tonight where can everybody follow you at hey hey what's up uh yeah man um as always it's uh megatron underscore one nine seven five on twitter you can hit me up all anytime and every time you want on xbox live my gamer tag is megatron megatron one and no one's saying anything, but, you know, Christmas is right around the corner. You know, this is the last show before we uh, mm -hmm. hit the big holiday, man. And um, I want everybody to have a safe uh, holiday. If you can be with your family safely, do that, man, and, and, and enjoy the time we have. And uh, um, yeah. pretty soon we're rolling into 2021. And it's uh, it's been a great – it's been an interesting year, but great hanging out with you guys doing the show. 
And well, uh, the, hope this next gets... year, this next year isn't going to get better, buddy. We well, still got the mutated virus. Of yeah, the, well, uh, hopefully, you know, things will. You know, we got, you know, we got the that, you know, vaccine. We got our games. Hope everyone gets the games and the consoles that they may have wanted, or, um, you know, under the tree. You know, you know, uh, just, just, just be good, everyone. Be safe. Uh, drink that eggnog because I will. Mine will have something in it. And um, yeah, <laughs> you know what? I still, ha- I still haven't got my jacket for two years. It's been it's two, a, it's two Christmases coming. already. It's, it's a couple things coming. You said because is, you're one, lazy and you don't want to go to the post office, and that you. It's, it's <laughs> happening. It's, gonna, it's, it's happening either Tuesday or Wednesday. I is, I am late, but it's coming. Uh, my yeah. uh, my, my my political friend. Yeah. Your late uh, story of your life. That's why you have so many kids like me. <laughs> oh, Merry <laughs> Christmas, everybody! All right, Happy Hanukkah. Wherever you celebrate <laughs> your holidays. And on that note, uh, I'll end this off. Uh, of course, this is Invader signing off, and uh, you guys can find and follow my content on YouTube at Invader Gaming, and of course, I'm active on Twitter at Invader underscore one nine eight six. Thanks again to everyone that tuned in tonight. We look forward to uh, seeing you on the next show. Have a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and yeah, we will see you soon, fellas. Have a good one. Later.